Season 3, Episode 10, Chapter 45, The Stranger. With SETs around the corner, Betty comes face to face with someone from her past. Jughead makes a bold move against the Gargoyle gang. Doop-a-doop-boop-boo, this episode is not as bad as the last one. <laughs> it's an improvement. It is an improvement. It is still not great, but it's not garbage. This feels like the last vestige of the garbageness of Archie's story. Like, we settle this so we can finally move the fuck on. Well, the biggest problem is that we had Archie away from the core four for way too long. Mm -hmm. For no reason. Yeah. For really no reason. There there was a reason. It did not require 10 episodes to no. get us through that reason. No. The only part of him being away that I really actually enjoyed was the journey with Jughead. Yeah. That part, great. But the rest of it, garbage. But we must recap the recap. Hiram followed Archie to Athens. The parents made the Midnight Club. Fangs was dealing fizzle rocks. Then they're going undercover. Archie goes to the woods. Veronica kisses Reggie. Archie got mauled by a bear and maybe he's dead. <gasps> At 8.47 on Wednesday morning, Archie Andrews died. At least, Archie, we knew. Because then Archie walks out of the woods and... He's, he's walking in the woods. He's got a very determined look on his face. Vegas is running ahead of him, but he is not. he's just going confidently on his path. He gets to a road... And then we instantly see him walking into his house. Fred is surprised, but they hug. And then they start eating. What's wrong? What's wrong, son? It's a long story. And Archie just explains that he woke up in the hospital and he knew he had to come home to a normal life if that's even remotely possible. Fred asks about Hiram and Archie says, I survived a bear attack, dad. I can't live my life in fear that when he might come after me anymore. Which is a very fair and appropriate response. Like, that's about a bear attack. I'm good. Reasonable. That's reasonable. Archie says that, you know, I'm more concerned about Hiram coming after you. And Fred, just like his son, I survived the Black Hood twice. I'm like, yeah, you did, Fred. You're good. <laughs> and so then Fred mentions Veronica. And we cut to the nightclub. Archie shows up. Veronica is pissed. Where have you been? Why have you called me? I wanted to. But what the hell happened to your hair? I dyed it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So she like walks away from him like this spoiled little brat. It's like you knew exactly why the fuck he was gone. You're part of that reason. You didn't do the bad shit, but you are part of it. So like she like she can be annoyed that he broke up with her, but she does not get to be this put out by it. It's an odd tone that she takes with it. She should be put out because she went to the trouble of clearing his name, thinking that he would be able to come back home. And later on, we get the reason why she's upset. But no, I don't think so. It's just that the way they did it is so dumb that it doesn't make sense. She comes off as just a brat. She does. Which is very standard Veronica. It's bad writing and not and great from... Camilla. And That's then, you know, they just start kissing and then we know they have sexy time. It's because, you know, it's every fucking time and it's been five fucking minutes so that's just what they do it's the worst so we cut to the core four together again two chocolates one vanilla and one root beer float for archie and everyone's like since when do you drink root beer floats yes i'm not in the mood for a strawberry milkshake new drink new hair new haunted vacant look in your eyes <laughs> jughead's not wrong with that one 
Veronica says, you know, Archie just lives through the Revenant. Let him order what he wants. That's a nice reference. Yay. I'll allow we, that one. We, we did sh- a good. We <laughs> shit we shit on the stupid references a lot, but whenever there's a good one, we want to say, hey, good reference, because nice. it's fun. And we enjoy that, and it's very of the vernacular, as the old people would say. We see you. We see you. Uh, we just kind of talk about what's been going on. What what's the deal with Hiram? You know, it's a fucking recap of the entire season. Well, to be fair though, Archie has been gone. True, he's been in Canada. But it would be way better if they're sitting there having this awkward conversation, and then Archie goes, "Okay, so this happened, this happened, and what this happened?" No, no, no. and then we get to, oh yeah, but we got to study what because the SATs. Huh? Okay, I love this. I do too. I love that that's a thing, but it's also, it's the way Archie plays it. It's like he's never heard of the SATs. <laughs> he doesn't know that this is a thing that occurs in a teenage person's life, typically. I mean, to be fair, he has not lived anywhere near a typical teenage life. Well, that's not true. Up until we started Riverdale, we assume his life previously was pretty standard. Up until the show started. When the show started, he is sleeping with his teacher. Yeah. That is the beginning of Riverdale. (laughs) They have so fucked Archie. He needs (laughs) responsible adults. We need more responsible adults in Riverdale because there are none to be seen except for the hot dads of Riverdale. And even that's sketchy. No, there's one. There is one responsible dad. And the only problem is he keeps getting shot. (laughs) And, you know, the responsible mom lives in Chicago. Pretty much. Uh, Okay, so we end this scene with Betty's card getting declined. And Veronica's like, I just put it on my tab. So we cut over to the Cooper house. And Betty just comes in. She goes, this is a new low mom. I just got off the phone with the Bank of Riverdale. It told me all of my accounts, including my college fund, have been completely drained of assets. Not drained, just transferred. Okay, that's bank fraud. That's fucking nuts. This is... this pisses me off to no end because i know adults who would do shit like this thinking it's acceptable well the thing is this happens mm-hmm. in cult families this this does cult occur family. oh abs- cult families rich families particularly when there's like an inheritance involved which there is here you know especially when an, when an underage child gets an inheritance and uh, sometimes there's different reasons for that yeah, but it's just messed up up but i think they're they're very specifically drawing on things like children of god where you know these families who had legal rights over the money would actually just strip their family away from all their assets and give it to the cult exactly so that's what alice has done i wired it to the farm as a tax deductible donation and it's to support the children that you liberated from the sisters so now she's also making it out to be like this is your fault. You have to pay for all those children, which is also fucked up. And and Betty's just like, you gave away my tuition money. And I sw- and she just goes on and on. Alice says, you know, you could study at the farm for free, which is also beyond fucked up. Alice has gone full cult. Mm-hmm. Betty vows that she's going to get back at her mom for this. We head over to the Pembroke for a meeting of the hot dads of Riverdale. Got... Fred Andrews and F.P. Jones walking right into the study. They're there to tell Hiram that Archie's back permanently and you're not going to give him any shit. Well, that's just great, Fred. 
Yeah, it's like, cut the crap, Hiram. We all know you have it out for his kid. I love you, FP. Hiram has gotten so delectably mustache-twirling yes, he's, evil. Yes, he is cartoon villain, and I am loving it because it's very fun. It's so good. And Mark Consuelos is amazing at it. He is. He's he's doing a fabulous job, and they are writing him well. But I just love Fred. Hiram, if you harm a hair on Archie's head, I will kill you. Make no mistake about it. And I will be at peace with whatever the consequences of that are. Fuck yeah, Fred That's exactly Andrews. what I wrote in my notes. Fuck yeah, Fred. He walks out the door determined, and FP's just got this big old smirk like, on his face. What? You thought I was the muscle? Don't be scared of me. Be, be scared of Fred. That dude's scrappy. We go to the school office and Archie is meeting with Weatherby and Weatherby says, you know, I, I, I know you've been through a lot, but we need to be realistic about your goals. And Archie's like, yeah, I just want to be a normal student. Get caught up. Well, I would suggest you repeat your junior year. And Archie's like, what? Not graduate with my friends? And Weatherby says, in the long term, I believe it would be best for you. Now, this made me scream with joy so much (laughs) because dear listeners if you do not know um fred andrews played by luke perry was made famous on one 90210 television show where those students repeated their junior year to make the kids stay in high school longer of the series that became a huge deal that people didn't realize until after the fact and i love it And it made me so happy that they said that. It's never going to happen, but I love it. Love it. Well, what what I question here is Weatherby is so spooky and creepy about it. What is Weatherby fucking up to? That's the way Weatherby has always been from the beginning. I know. So we've posited a lot of theories. I don't know. This is a thread to pick up, guys. It is, because it could be so many different things. We thought he was part of the... uh, Black Hood Justice League for a while. And he still very well could be. That would make total sense to me. He could also be part of the farm. He could be part of the farm. I'd be okay with that too. It's just, I am okay with it being ambiguous if we're going to save it for something later. Because it being ambiguous means that they don't have to do anything with it until later if they need to. Just don't keep teasing people with this weirdly creepy toned principle if you're not going to pay it off at some point. Correct. And also, he has a point. Archie's missed half the school year. So, like, I mean, granted, we don't know how the time is actually passing on Riverdale. Oh, the first note I wrote when he walked into his house is like, what the fuck time of year is it? Is it is it Thanksgiving time? We haven't had Christmas. It's we, sunny. There's no winter outside. Like, but like, what the fuck? We began the series in we began the season on Labor Day. So where are we now? No, I could I could make a good argument for it being like mid-November. No, that can make sense to me. SATs happen in like the late winter, early spring. I think of your junior year all the time. Uh, You can take the SATs all the time. You know what? It doesn't matter. It's fucking stupid. We should have better benchmarks. We've on our coverage of Sabrina, we've mentioned over and over again how much we love how clear the passage of time is and how tight it is. And we just really enjoy that compared to this because we have no clue. Ah, continuity of time means so much when you're trying to watch this shit. So Archie's concerned and Riverdale. So we come back, we're in a hallway and Reggie comes and tries to get all cozy with Veronica and she rebuffs him. She's like, Reggie, cool it. Archie's back. Archie's back since when? Look, I know we were, but I, I can't tell Archie that one of his best friends 
and his girlfriend were away. Like, and Reggie just finishes the thought, and he's like, "Okay, cool. Archie's back. Enough said. How's he doing?" I <laughs> and I love the way he plays this because he's clearly hurt, but he also completely understands. Like, yeah, like you never had, you never took time to process your breakup, and I was there, and like now the dude's back, so you got to deal with that. Like, like there's this half mature but also super sad thing happening with reggie except all i can hang on to is how's he doing i don't know like he suffered a fucking bear attack in the woods yeah i mean i know he's not telling anybody that so that makes nobody sense. knows yet but it was just like do y'all not figure out that he's super damaged like everybody should know he's not okay yeah but veronica is just like you know he's unsettled and stressed i may not be able to do anything about the former but i definitely can do about the latter with something that will help us all blow off some steam uh, we go over to the mccoy apartment and betty is there asking mayor i want to say mayor mccoy because that's her name attorney mccoy what she can do about her mom taking her funds and it turns out that there's a release signed off by both her parents and betty takes one look at it and goes that's a forgery and i know because i myself have forged it as part of an investigation because <laughs> McCoy gives her that look of just like that's wrong and I totally used to do this I used to forge my father's signature at school all the time because my dad never signed anything so they never saw his actual signature mm, interesting don't do that it's still wrong so McCoy just tells her okay you need to get your real father to sign an affidavit attesting to the fact that he never agreed to liquidate your funds then we can pursue legal action and Betty's just like that means I have to see my dad. Dun, dun, dun. You might say she needs a dad for David. You're fired. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I am embarrassed for you. Uh, I'm not. I'm very proud of that joke. You're the worst. <laughs> All right, we're in Hiram's study with Penelope and Claudia, so we're smoking cigars. The Sisters of Quiet Mercy estate is up for auction. It's going to be competitive with the farm. They've got strong offers. Hiram says, I have plans for that property. And Penelope's like, for my brothel? And Hiram is just like, no, you're here because I need a new sheriff. And that's going to be Claudius. And Claudius is like, you're out of your mind. The last sheriff, Mineta, was found decapitated. And Hiram just looks at them both like they're nothing. Goes, oh, I'm sorry. Did I make it seem like this was a choice? That's where I want you. That's not a request. And he just kind of gives them that smirky smile. It's like, well, fuck. Bye. Bye. <laughs> we go over to Archie's room. And he's in there with Betty and Jughead. They're all studying. Iconoclast. Okay, Iconoclast. Uh, doesn't know. And Archie's like, I'm in high school. How am I supposed to know that? And they're all just like trying to be helpful. He did a practice test. He got he got a 600. That's good. That's your combined score, Arch. It's in the bottom 10th percentile. And Archie's just now feeling very defeatist. Jughead gets a phone call. It's Fangs. He's got to go. If anyone's going to get you up to speed, it's going to be Betty. He leaves. And Archie's feeling very hopeless. Betty says, you know, that's what you said when you were in second grade and couldn't read, remember? And we got you caught up. That's another really nice callback to the first season where Archie retells that story about little Archie. Mm -hmm. It's very sweet. They're doing a much better job this half, like in the 
And the three episodes we've seen of this season, they're doing a much better job at calling back previous stuff. Oh, you mean they might be picking up those threads that we've begged them to do for so long? Just a little bit, maybe. <laughs> be a good idea. So Archie's doubting himself and he's just like, okay, maybe, maybe Weatherby's right. Maybe I've missed too much or I've changed too much. And Betty says, you know, in one respect, maybe you have, but do you trust me? You know, because Betty's going to help him. That's just the way it's going to be. So we go head down into the bunker. Tell me what's going on. Fangs is there to explain what's been happening. It's like the Gargoyle King. He's been impressed by my Fizzle Rock sales. He wants to invite me into his inner circle. We're having a ceremony tomorrow night. It's happening in Fox Forest. Like, okay, we're going to go. Don't worry. You're going to have backup. Then we see Archie. Betty's helping him dye his hair back to red. So he gets a little <laughs> bit back to himself. It's so stupid. Hey, a new hairdo can make you feel really good. It's important. Oh my Boys God. deserve that too. We've dyed it I, for the I, third time now. We've we've gone through all of the layers of poor KJ's hair. <laughs> so, so There's going to be a season where he just shaves his head. He's like, dude, I cannot do this anymore. We're just going to shave it. We're done. We head over to the nightclub and Veronica is having a welcome home party for Archie. He sees this and he's just kind of like, okay. And so he's sitting there and Veronica's singing. She's singing in Spanish. And this is the best song she's done. Like, honestly, she doesn't oversing. She doesn't oversing. It's a lot more natural. I hate what she's wearing while she's singing it. But whatever. Archie's listening to this and he's having visions of confronting Hiram. Archie has a panic attack. Basically, he's not into this at all. He runs out. Veronica starts singing and she she goes after him. We cut over to uh, Hal's Hannibal Lecter cell. (laughs) Um, And I love I love Lachlan Monroe's performance here because he is doing a wonderful homage to Hannibal Lecter. He really is, without it being like a full-on impersonation. Oh, Betty's dressed exactly like, like Clarice. Oh, she, she, yeah, she is. The whole thing is super Silence of the and, Lambs in the best oh, way. Oh, true. But it would have been so easy for Lachlan to try to like be Hannibal, but he wasn't. They had him dressed that way, which was great. But the way he like held his body was very much the way Anthony Hopkins did. Yeah. So I, I loved it because it was very subtle. You know, Hal's like, uh, it's good to see you, Betty. I'm disappointed it took so long. Let's skip the small talk. Is this your signature? No. What is that? Mom stole my college funds, so I need you to sign an affidavit that says that this signature is a forgery. And Hal starts talking about what he's been reading. He's like, I found myself compelled by this Gargoyle King. 14 souls, he's claimed. Remarkable. Of course, you'd find a kill count impressive. <laughs> And he he finds the button. I bet it roils you up that you haven't caught him yet, doesn't it? I could help you. I'm, I'm just trying to go to college, Dad. This Griffins and Gargoyles manual that I've read so much about. Bring me a copy and I'll be happy to sign your affidavit. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> he's, he's psychotic. All right. But he's just like, I, ugh, whatever, Dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My serial killer dad. And we go to school and Reggie is coming up to Veronica. I am not okay with it ronnie like archie taken off like that it was not cool and veronica tries to you know skew it away and like you know he for all we know he walked back to riverdale all the way from canada and right now into this pressure cooker of school and sats all i'm saying is the archie i saw last night he's different and veronica's like well i don't disagree reggie's just like what if he's not your archie kins anymore 
And Reggie just here is very like plainly making it clear. I have feelings for you and this guy's not okay. I think he's also a super fucked up teenage boy though. There's a little bit of that in this next this next scene, but this is where he's like, he's not okay and he's not the same dude anymore, Veronica. You have to see that. Some of that is him being protective of her because he knows he's not okay. I mean, I get that, but all I'm thinking here is fuck off, Reggie. Stop being such a douchebag. Because he's, I don't I don't feel like he's being a douche in this instance. Oh, because of her line of I can't think about that right now. And he just eye rolls her off. That's what pisses me off. It's like, hey, she has every right to not want to deal with this right at this second. That's fair. But also his eye rolling and walking away. She told him she didn't want to deal with it. So he walks away. Him rolling his eyes is like, my feelings are hurt. That's what that is. I don't think that's dumb teenage boy. He he's into her, like legit into her, and has been been there for her in a lot of ways that Archie hasn't. Why are you trying to defend Reggie Mantle? Because I really like Reggie Mantle, okay? <laughs> Way more than I've ever liked her with Archie. And I really like Archie. And I really like Archie too, but just not with him. I want him to oh, no. Buddy. Okay, that's a different problem. We'll talk about it later. Fuck Archie. Okay, so we go to the locker room. And this is where Reggie's a douche. Okay. Pissing this, contest. This is a pissing contest. You got some pretty big coconuts pulling that kind of stunt last night. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you're talking about, Reggie. <laughs> I'm talking about oh, Miss Big Dumb Archie voice. <laughs> I'm talking about how you stormed out of the speakeasy like a little bitch, Andrews. He's definitely showing his cards. And then, bro, I'm warning you, you don't want to start with me. And, and then and then like this point they're like changing our their clothes so Archie's taken off his shirt. Dude, what the hell happened? How'd you get those scars? I was attacked by a bear. <laughs> what? Serious? You were attacked by a freaking bear? Damn, no wonder you're all messed up. And they they like, uh, uh. It's like this all this macho crap. <laughs> it's this is the most douche scene I think they've had since season one with Chuck Clayton. No, no. The the bro off scene at the beginning of this season was the douchiest. Not gonna happen, bro. Oh no! At the Labor Day party when they're throwing the football. Oh, that was that was very douche, bro. But like frat douche, bro. And this is just very like my penis is bigger than your penis. <laughs> Let's duke it out. <laughs> All right, we're at the mayor's office. Yeah, more. We've outgrown the Pembroke, so I've decided to buy the Sisters of Quiet Mercy to be our castle, our stronghold. Let's. Fucking stupid. Twirling mustache. Twirling mustache. Twirling mustache. And <laughs> Hermione is just like, this is so dumb. Well, that sounds wonderful, except for the fact that the place is probably being haunted by the ghosts of the nuns that died there. Oh, don't worry. I'll get it cleansed by a senora. Gross. He tells her to appoint Claudius Blossom a sheriff. And she's just like... Uh, a Hiram is just like, I don't care if people talk. Given our recent expansion, it's imperative that we have a friend in the sheriff's office. And Hermione's just like, okay. I don't even know what these expansions are. And Hiram is just like, whatever. It's best for the family, especially yours. Oh, oh, but he's so sinister because mm-hmm. he just looks at her and goes, yeah, that doesn't matter. He's, um, he's basically threatening her. Like, if you want what's best for the family, especially you, I think you'll go ahead and do what I'm telling you. Yeah, he's totally. He thinks. He's gotten way too big for his britches. Oh, I love it. Let me go over to the Hal cell, the G&G manual as requested. And he signs the affidavit. He signs the affidavit and Betty starts leaving. He's like leaving so quickly. Can't we at least exchange pleasantries? She's like, what? What do you want to talk about? The SATs, my college applications. I think we're beyond that point, don't you? What if we talked about Ascension Night? How do you know about that? I was there. How? You weren't a member of the Midnight Club. I knew who they were. 
I sent them invitations, and I dressed as the Gargoyle King, and I poisoned the chalices. You killed Principal Featherhead? Why? Because I wanted to kill the Midnight Club. They were all sinners. Featherhead drank from the cup, and it keeps going on and on. This is All this is is the Hannibal Lecter, I can get in the mind of the serial killer because I was the serial killer. Exactly. Yeah, and it's just like, because I was the Gargoyle King in the past, like... I like I am not the gargoyle king now, but I was in the past, so I know how this is gonna work. So we go to Archie's room. He's like cleaning up stuff, and Fred comes in. He's like, "Are you changing it up here a little bit?" Archie's like, "Yeah, there was too much clutter in here, so I started to get rid of it." You know, Fred sees this picture of Archie singing at the variety show in season one. He's like, "Remember that guy? That was great." Uh, are you feeling okay, son? Yeah, Dad, I'm, I'm just restless. It's weird being at home, back in this room after all this time. I'm feeling kind of lost. And, you know, Fred's like, well, do you want to talk about it? Good Fred points. Good, good parenting. No, I got to study Dad. Okay, yeah. And like, Fred's just like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and Archie's room is starting to look very bare, um, which is a little sad. Which is that thing with, like, remember the variety show? It's like, I could hardly remember that, Dad. Mm-hmm. I was like, geez, lighten up, Francis. <laughs> we head on into Fox Forest and Fangs by a tree. You know, he's, you know, like pumping himself up. He puts on his mask and he goes into the group of gargoyles. Thanks, Fogarty. Kneel before your king and enter his kingdom. You must bear his mark. So like the gargoyle king's there and they put a brand into the fire and they pull it out. And they're like the mark of the gargoyle. And just as they're about to try to brand him, we hear now in this. It's the serpent scatter. Sweet peek at fangs. You're mine. All the serpents are there and they get to the gargoyle king and they pull his mask and we get a kind of a, a quick shot into the gargoyle king and it's tall boy. Gerald Petit. Gerald Petit. What uh, the fuck? Yeah. Okay. So then we quickly go to a commercial break. I love that reveal. I was not expecting that. That was a good reveal. They air quotes killed off Tallboy last season and part because the actor got injured and couldn't come back. Yeah. So I knew that happened. I don't know if they ever had the plan to bring him back or they just said, hey, this would be a really good twist. Either way, I wasn't expecting it. So I enjoyed it. And we never officially saw him die. Mm-hmm. So it totally worked. Yeah. I mean, horror movie rules. If you don't see him die on screen. They are not dead. As far as we know. Thanks, Randy. You're welcome. So we come back from this quick commercial break, and now we're down in the bunker interrogating Tallboy. Where you been hiding? Small town called Athens. Oh, uh, hey, we've been there. We've been there. Uh, Good to be back. And Alice Cooper, she was looking extra sweet the night me and the boys broke into her house and scared the crap out of her and her bitch daughter. Okay, so I love, I, I hate the way they're talking about it, but that's great because they explain that. Uh-huh. We, now we know who was in the house, and someone was, in fact, in the house for that for that no that's fair it's fair um, and Chuckhead, you know throws a right hook at him yeah. immediately uh we all know you've been working for hiram you've been dressing up in that costume like his mascot so now you're gonna help us take him down you know what was the most fun to carve that symbol into joaquin before i killed you're him. dead you son of a bitch and i just love how mad fangs and sweepy are about joaquin they just start trying to beat the shit out of tall boy and it's so cute because it's very that's my bro but also it's very like teenage anger and i love it Uh it was so cute 
Drew Tanner and oh, fuck, I cannot remember the name of the guy who plays Sweet Pea. They're great. I love them. I'm so glad that they've gotten more screen time this season. So FP's holding them back and Jughead just gets close in with Tallboy. So should I let them rip you apart or are you going to help us? Yeah, a man in black would never agree to me, which is a nice cover. Not unless I have something he really wants. All right. So now we need bait. So we go over to the Cooper house again. And Alice is all season one Alice dressed up. She's very corporate looking. Even more than season one, like, Alice. A lot of makeup. She's got a blazer on, but this is very, this is very much a departure than what we've seen this season. Mom, why are you dressed like that? Oh, is that what you wear when you go visit Dad? <laughs> okay, I don't have time for their mad ranting, Betty. I'm prepping for an interview with the RIVW. I'm like, of course she's doing this. It's TV uh, journalism. Yeah. So she, yeah, it's the local broadcast news. And Betty says, like, I went to see dad to try and get my money back after you forged his signature. Okay, Betty. <laughs> like, she could care less about anything Betty has to say. Alice does not give a fuck. Betty says, you know, dad said he was the one who murdered Principal Featherhead. Well, that's impossible. Your father wasn't even there that night. And how would dad know details about Ascension Night? And he does, unless he was there or if someone told him about the Midnight Club and that someone has to be you. I never told him in 25 years of marriage and I haven't seen him since before... The whole Griffins and Gargoyle mess started. Well, someone named Alice Cooper has been visiting him. And then Betty's like, oh, no. <laughs> then we head on over to the doghouse. Hey! It's been so long! Been, well, I think we were actually in there a bit earlier, but... Whatever. This is the first time we're fully seeing the doghouse in a while. Reggie's on Bumble. He's on Bumble. He's trying to find the uh, future Mrs. Mantle. <laughs> Pretty great. And Archie's like, I need to talk to you about something. I need to talk to you about cheating. Ah, oh, dude, she told you? You know it's over, right? What are you talking about, Reg? What the hell what? are you talking about? <laughs> I figured you'd know a way to cheat on the SATs. Oh, oh. man, she's going to kill me. She didn't think you were going to come back. We didn't think you were coming I back. I didn't think you were going to come back. And Archie's just like, maybe I shouldn't have. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> this scene is done very, very well. It's so good. It's so perfect. It's very teenager, very Archie, very Reggie. And also, it's the best way for Archie to find out that something was going on between Veronica and Reggie. Uh-huh. It's great. Archie has every right to be annoyed. Oh, he's pissed, but and, it and makes sense. Reggie like has to do the bro thing and like fess up. Like, yes, I've been sleeping with, I've been with your girl. We don't know for sure if they were sleeping together. We're gonna assume it. We smooched. They smooched. So now we're in Archie's room. Archie's super like not cool, and Jughead's there. And he's like, "Look, I don't think I can handle any more quizzing. That's not why I'm here. I need your help. The Gargoyle King is Tallboy. We have him locked down in the bunker. Tallboy's alive." Yeah, he's been hiding in Athens. This is our shot to finally smoke out Hiram Lodge, but we're going to need bait to lure the man in black out of the shadows. Oh, fuck. This is dumb. And Archie's like, save your breath, Jug. You don't have to convince me to take down Hiram Lodge. I'm in. Right? You know, we knew he was going to be the bait. So then we see Hiram in his study. He gets a phone call. It's tall boy. I have the red paladin. Him and his friends tried to ambush us in the woods. If you want him, I do. Usual meeting place, nine o'clock. Understood. Good work. But... Hiram definitely has a quizzical look on his face. He's like, hmm, because <laughs> he knows Archie just came back into town. Yeah, he knows. Like, this is a little too easy. Something's all right. Betty's at the blue and gold. 
She's making a phone call. She is calling the prison. She's like, I was just there yesterday visiting my dad. And you mentioned that my mom has been visiting. I know this is going to seem weird, but can you describe to me what Alice Cooper looks like? And then she hears the description and is like, uh. Cut, Cut. to Pops. Thank you for meeting me, auntie. <laughs> Ugh, gross, gross. And it's Penelope. It's Penelope, which they've made her extra gross this season. Like, so bad. It's obnoxious. They've I really, kind of like it. I do, but I hate, like, it's too dripping with gross. Yeah, the whole Blossom family is at this point. Yeah, but they like they went too far. Well, the last time you accused me of murder, so hopefully <laughs> this will go a little bit better. No, Auntie, but I did want to ask, are you one of those sickos who fantasizes about serial killers? As, <laughs> Her response is priceless. As a young woman, I did write the odd letter to Jeffrey Dahmer, yes. Was there oh. a specific reason you asked? Yeah, you've been visiting my dad, posing as my father. It's the only way to get conjugal visits. Ew! <laughs> Ew! Gross! Ew! Ew! A man has his needs. Also gross! <laughs> gross! That's what masturbation is for, people. Okay. <laughs> hey, we are very sex positive, but this is gross. Well, they're it's, gross. It's because they're uh, gross. They're gross. They are gross humans. They're gross. Ugh. And Betty asked, did you tell him about Ascension Night? Yes, during Pillow Talk. Ew! Ew! It makes me feel so dirty! <laughs> I can't help it, it's dirty! Ew! Uh, ew, just no. This is my hard line of no. Why would he lie about that? Oh, men and their delusions. Why do they do anything? Self-aggrandizement. She's not wrong about that. But we cut back to Hal. Hal, so. You sick narcissist. You made it all up. Fuck you, Hal. Basically. It's like the only reason you even know is because Penelope Blossom told you. So I've been asking myself, why would you take credit for murdering Featherhead? Was it so I would write about it? To put you, the original big bad black hood in the spotlight? And Hal just looks at her and says, try again. Why would I dangle such an outrageous lie in front of you? I have no clue. Why would a father tell his daughter something like that? And Betty just kind of stops and goes, to keep me on the line, to keep me coming back to you. Oh, Betty, how I've missed our chats. Like, this is gross, but I get it. And Betty just says, I hope you got your fill today because I will never be coming back here again. Well, that's just what you said before. It's gross. Mm -hmm. Yes, but But I get it. There's a deeper play from him here. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't trust them to go this route, Mm -hmm. but it would be kind of cool to have him be an actual semi-supportive dad Mm -hmm. while also being Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's an interesting thing Mm -hmm. to play with. Oh, sure. Because you have the sociopath of him being intrigued by this murder, but also the part of him that just is like, that's my daughter and I love her. Well, there's just all these different layers that you can play with if he's still going to be here, which, again, I like that we did have this long until he came back. That's been great because you kind of thought that we were just never going to see him again. It's time to meet with the man in black. All right. So we're at the bridge and the man in black you know, is walking up and the Gargoyle King. You're not Hiram, tall boy. And it's FP in the in the gargoyle suit. And he takes the head off. And he's like, looks like neither of us are who we were expecting. What the devil? Claudius Blossom? You're not the man in black. Save it for the judge. 
you may not be the man in black, but a stink is on you. I'm making a citizen's arrest. <laughs> FP is har- arresting Claudius. Archie comes home from being bait and Veronica is sitting there crying. Reggie called me and Archie, Ronnie, you don't have to explain. You didn't do anything wrong. That was true. She didn't do anything wrong. No. Archie, when we broke up, I was angry at my father for driving away, but mostly for you not fighting to stay by my side. And as more time passed, the more I got tired of missing you. This is where they explain away that petulance. Well, no, she's still she's still being a brat. But this is a very fair point, and I'm glad that they're having this conversation. The scene is still stupid because of what happens next. But I, I like that she her character explains why she was with Reggie. Mm-hmm. Like, what happened? And I like that Archie said, you don't have to explain anything. You didn't do anything wrong. And like, he acknowledges you didn't do anything wrong. And if this was the moment they broke up, everything would be fine. If they just go, we can't be together anymore. Yay! I really wish that this conversation started with, let's not. Let's finish this conversation tomorrow. And she leaves. That's what I wish had happened. Instead, Archie says, but tonight, can we be together? Will you stay with me? Ew! So they start kissing, and they start having sex. And this is the thing that pisses me off, because this is just unnecessary, is that the camera swoops up to above them, so we can see Veronica straddle Archie and take off her shirt, and then he starts to take off her shirt. We don't need this. We have seen them have sex so many times that this is just gratuitous and annoying but it's beyond that it's so manipulative and disgusting and not necessarily for them mm-hmm. like them as characters like they're be- a very sexual couple that's fine and like- i could believe that but there are so many dudes who would get the wrong fucking idea from this scene mm-hmm. thinking that they could get another night of sex with a woman by pulling this kind of shit but like also could we not have just had her keep her clothes on and him take his shirt off like why is it always we gotta see boobs always it's just it's not cool because here's the other thing when we see tony and cheryl start getting it on their clothes aren't coming off nobody's taking off their shirts my problem is the whole idea of the scene is fucked to begin with no I wish it would have been like, can we have this conversation tomorrow? And then like, maybe they hug and they have a nice passionate kiss. And then she leaves. Or we leave it ambiguous in that we don't know what, what happened after that. But that's where it should have ended because they had, up until that point, they had a very mature conversation. We go to school. It's time for the SATs. <laughs> so they start the test. Everyone's in there. Everyone's starting. And Archie is just getting super frustrated. He's watching everybody you know, work through the test. So he leaves. He just runs out. After his pencil breaks. Yeah. And then Veronica wants to go after him. The teacher says, hey, if you got that door, it's an automatic zero. And so then we see Archie's in the bathroom and he's having flashes to Hiram. He's seen a knife and he punches the bathroom mirror. Because he's staring at himself as all these demons are cropping up again. Yeah. Because he has to defeat his demons. So we, we go to the study Hiram's on the phone. Don't worry about Claudius's uh, arrest me and more. Why do you think I sent him instead of going myself? I have instincts about these things. It's how I stay alive, by always being one step ahead of everyone else. And so, you know, he hangs up. He's being all smug. He's got a drink. And he gets shot in the chest and falls to the ground. <laughs> Head over to the Cooper house. And the farmies are there with Evelyn. And they're having a celebration with some raw milk and oatmeal raisin cookies. <laughs> Yeah, I do actually like oatmeal raisin cookies, but raw milk, no thank you. Oh, it's the hippiest fucking shit in the world. It's great. They're celebrating 
that with the help of Edgar's connections, Alice got the job and the farm has bought the convent where the Sisters of Quiet Mercy used to live. And they did it with the help of all the money that Betty gave them. Yeah. So they're like, it's a new era for the farm. Cheers. Gross. We cut to the hospital and Archie's there. He's just like, you know, what what room? They're like in 260. Ronnie, I'm sorry. Mr. Calls. Where have you been? I came as soon as I heard. How is he? We don't know. And Ronnie's like pissed. She's pissed. I would like to point out that the coat she's wearing is straight up comic book Veronica coat. Nice. I uh, love it. And she's like, he was shot sometime after you ran out of the SATs. Sometime after I... What? You don't think that I... Did you? No. But the fact that you could even ask me, it's over, isn't it? And she just kind of like, doesn't really nod, but just kind of makes that face that you're like, yeah, this is over. And Fucking yay! Finally, it's the end of Archie for finally. now. No, it's gonna they're gonna come back. It's gonna, whatever for now, they're over. Yay! No, because we need Barchie. Yeah, Barchie's gonna have to happen at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, just everyone can shut the fuck up. Bughead's gonna break up at some point. I'm still banking on that pregnancy scare and this deciding that they gotta slow it down because I can see Betty and Archie getting together and not having sex for a good portion of their relationship. Taking it slow. Oh, they're going to be the sweet couple. I get that. That's exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be sweet. And then we're going to see a whole lot of like dry humping, jeans jamming. And then eventually it'll be a big deal that they have sex. We go down to the bunker and Fangs and Sweepy are freaking the fuck out. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. This is so stew from Scream. Like if if Fangs had just said, my mom and dad are going to be so mad at me. I would have dropped dead. Fangs has a gun. Pointed up against his temple being like, oh my god, oh, oh my god, god where am I? <laughs> so Jughead has come down here and Tubby's dead. We didn't touch it, whatever, he's dead. And so they're all forget, what do we do? What are we gonna do? And Jughead's just like, wait, we're gonna throw a party. And that is the most Scooby-Doo moment I've ever seen on the show. It's the best. Sweepy has this like, huh? huh? And Fangs is so distraught, he, you just hear him go, okay. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I loved your Tanner so much. Ugh, we're at the Andrews house, and Archie's talking to Fred. Okay, it looks like Hiram's going to be out of commission for all. Well, you must be relieved I'm not. What's wrong, son? Veronica and I broke up. Also, I walked out of the SAT, so I don't know how to do this. And Archie starts crying. Like, he's, feel- he's feeling very broken. Uh-huh. Archie says, you know, to just pretend like everything was the same it was before... I, I, I just I can't and Fred says like okay it's gonna take you a minute to pick up the pieces but take it slow how did you get through juvie all that time alone in the wilderness on the run and she says I fought every day I didn't stop fighting I fought for my life and Fred says well she's gonna have to keep fighting which is super lame but also true we go over to the jail we got a guard coming up it's meal time Mr. Blossom and Claudius is dead on the ground what? Go to the mayor's office. We hear a, how is he? Hermione, how is he? Well, Hiram's stable for now, at least. But that's not why I called you here, FP. And then we see FP and she says, I think it's time. And he just kind of nods. And I love it. I love it because I knew it was coming. And I was so happy because I was like, fuck yeah. Because we've been saying that there's something going on with Hermione. We don't know all the details, but that she's cooking up something. She's not innocent, but she ain't stupid at the same time. 
go over to Hal's cell and Betty is sitting in a chair now talking to Hal. No one understands what she's capable of. No one but you. She just gave my money away, dad. Mom gave all my money like my education meant nothing. And Hal's like a good dad here. He's just as it means everything. And I'm sorry, Betty. But here's the good news. Betty, you're going to have colleges lining up to give you scholarships. And she starts crying. And he says, weren't the SATs this weekend? How'd you do? And she says, pretty good, I think. Like, this is like evil in the best way. Because you know Betty's going to get sucked in in a way that's not great, but also amazing. Because I can also see a world where Hal is orchestrating evil shit out in Riverdale from prison. I really want it to just be a Hannibal Clarice style connection between the two where she is able to help solve the murders of sinners in the world. What if Hal has something to do with the creation of the farm? This is where my brain is going and I'm excited about it. Okay. We go over to the hospital and Veronica is, you know, there by her father's side, which is nice. And then we hear a knock on the door and it's Reggie. He walks in with a bouquet of flowers and a balloon, and he gives her a hug. And it's very sweet. It's veggie time. Veggie time. Veggie, veggie time. I like it. <laughs> All right. We head over to the serpent party, and like, we're freaking out, dude. Just keep it together, guys. It was an accident. <laughs> and like, Junkin's like, all right, let's real for the party. This is great. We got a party like our life depends on it. <laughs> like, okay, so... Jughead gives up and is like, you know, we finally unmasked our foe, the Gargoyle King. Hiram Lodge, Man in Black, is down for the count. And tonight, we're welcoming one of our own back. Fangs, Fogarty, Serpent, Serpents. And then they start seeing police lights. Woo, and, 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 and Fangs and Sweepy like, oh no, we found out about Subway. And like, the sheriff just kind of walks through the crowd. Hats down, can't really see who it is. And then Jughead's like, Dad? Sheriff Jones now, boy. You're looking at the new law in Riverdale. This is so fucking hot. (laughs) Oh my God. Just when I thought FP couldn't get hotter, he got hotter. They put him in a sheriff's uniform. Go over to Archie's room and he's hung up a punching bag in the middle of his room. And, you know, he's punching boom, 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 boom. And he goes to his desk drawer, pulls out a bottle of liquor and starts drinking from it. Now, that is not good for your your fighting regimen. No, it's really not. Or, you know, your emotional or mental health. So, Oh, yeah, that too. It's not great. Fred comes in. Son, you hit that bag any hotter. Alice is going to file a noise complaint. And Archie's just like, it's like you said, Dad, just got to keep fighting, right? Got to keep fighting. And like, he's just punching. And Fred like starts leaving. As he's leaving the door, he's like, it looks like a cell in here. And we pan out. And actually, his room looks a lot like it did at Leopold and Loeb. Are you going to be okay? I think so, Dad. And he keeps punching, and Fred goes, and it's not, it's not good. Riverdale. Yeah, man. Like, this this episode was a lot more fun, and we, we moved a lot more pieces around on the board, which was good. I try really hard not to use this term lightly. Mm-hmm. Archie is full-on suffering from PTSD right here. Oh, for sure. Like... I fully believe that. Recreating your environment from prison, mm-hmm. that's like a notable thing that happens to people reintroduced. Sure. No, that makes sense. And I'm f- like, I'm fine with that. And it's not just prison, but he went from prison to on the run to the cabin, which also didn't have much there either. To exile. To I exile. Mean, yeah. So it's just like isolation is all he's known for a while. And he's had a lot of traumatic shit happen while in isolation. 
So yeah, like it's it's dark in there. That was great. We've already seen chapter 46, the Red Dahlia. So we're not going to do a, a pretend next time on. We're really excited about the next episode. Again, sorry for being behind life January. We're trying to get back on track. And yeah, we hope to be back on our normal schedule every week on Wednesdays just before the new episode drops. So until next time, hashtag Go Bulldogs. Thanks for listening. Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.